Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. I'm your host, Ashley Scrace Vendel. It's really great to have you along this week. Thank you for taking the time to come here and listen to this episode. A time of recording, and who knows, maybe even time of listening, we're all sort of struggling along with the coronavirus pandemic. And I just want to take this moment to say, stay strong, stay safe, you know, support one another and do the things that your local health authorities tell you to do. Listen to expert advice. And we will all get through this. I don't need no one. Splendid isolation. One thing I'm really not looking forward to on the other side of this coronavirus stuff, though, is singer-songwriters writing really narcissistic, semi-pointless albums called, like, Social Distancing. And the lockdown and stuff when they really just make out the life is absolutely awful i mean it's not great um for me i don't really mind so much not seeing people and hanging out with people what i really do mind is just not knowing you know when when this is going to end when it's going to change and you know when we can stop living in fear a little bit so um life is probably not going to be the same again the other side of this and um that's a kind of worrying thought Um, But I do think we're going to get through this. It will just take, as I say, a lot of love, effort, support, positivity, hard work and real mental strength. And speaking of which, if you don't feel you're in a good place to deal with this, that's not a bad thing at all. Um, It's going to affect us all in different ways and we're going to all react in different ways at different times. And if you do need someone to talk to, there is someone out there who will listen. So please do get the help you need to deal with whatever mental load you are taking. It is really important that you do that, especially in these times. And uh, should you need anything, there are definitely people out there willing to listen, whether that's family, friends, or paid professionals. Please do look after yourselves. Now, this week's episode was one of those times where it's one of those weird BPM pod crossovers because the band on this week's episode, I only knew through another band, Heavy Heavy, who were on here before. And I sort of got a random email from this guy saying, you know, I listened to Heavy Heavy's episode, they were really good, and they forwarded me on to you, and I'm kind of suspicious about emails like that these days. You know, I'm kind of suspicious that anyone listens to this podcast, so for someone to reach out was really flattering and weird, and initially I was like, is this spam? But it was not, and I really had this wonderful chance to meet two members of the band, uh, Orange Utan, or Orange Utan, or Orangi Utan, or Orangi Utan, depends how you want to say it. They're very relaxed about how you say their name, but Orangi Utan is how I'm going to say it for now. And uh, we met up in the town of Dresden. Tan a sort of prog rock, punk rock, stoner rock band, and the clips they sent me were intense, like really fucking intense. It was 
kind of scary. And it was the same reaction I had to Heavy Heavy, actually, when I first saw them as well. I was just like, fuck me. Like, what is, what am I getting myself into? But, you know, musical judgmental brain jumped into the wrong gear when it really shouldn't have jumped into that gear at all. Because I went there and the band were just wonderful. Lovely, lovely guys. Really committed to just having a nice time and making great music. Super skilled as well. Like, incredibly skilled and knowledgeable and really just find the time somehow to keep making this music, keep gigging, keep releasing recording stuff while having jobs and having families. It's quite an admirable work ethic and I'm really, really glad I was connected to them from uh, the Heavy Heavy Guys and I'm really glad that actually someone listened to the episode with the Heavy Heavy Guys and decided that they want to take part too. So this is what happened when I travelled down to Dresden on a really, really cold day, really cold, bright day to meet the band Orangutan. Orangutan. Orange Utan. Orangi Utan. However you want to say it. Here's what's happened when we met. Well, good morning. It's uh, quarter to nine in the morning. I'm currently at Berlin Central Train Station, Berlin Hauptbahnhof. As I'm taking the train today to a different part of Germany. So uh, I'm going to get on the train that's just arriving. You can hear the fan in the background and uh, get down there and start talking to them. Good. Hey. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hey, this is uh, Sören and Christian. Yeah. <laughs> of uh, Dresden based band Orange Utan or Orange Utan. <laughs> That's how I said or, it. <laughs> <laughs> Orange Utan. Yeah. <laughs> so we're the band that can be pronounced in any way you want it. Uh, we're, we're your band in that way. And yeah, happy to be on the show today. Thank you very much. I actually wasn't sure how to say it, so I was like, Orange Utan, Orangi Utan, <laughs> like <laughs> so an orangutan. We are, we, are not, we are not really sure about how to say it, so we just found it somehow funny in the beginning. But yeah. then it, it was kind of strange, like announcing us, do you do it in English or do we do it in German? So we're often not sure, so we just mess around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> and what are your roles in the band? Because I obviously know, but... Uh... Everyone else doesn't. Yeah, I'm the uh, drummer in the band. And I'm the bass player. And then you have a guitarist and singer as well, right? Yeah, pretty conventional uh, rock band lineup. Now, your name isn't the only thing that the world probably isn't ready for. You said earlier (laughs) that the world probably isn't even ready for your music. How do you describe your music? Not that you have to fit into one genre, definitely not, but how would you describe it? See, that's already the problem. Like, <laughs> some <laughs> people like their boxes and their genres. Yeah. And, uh, well, we can probably give you like a, a list of three or four genres that we yeah, vaguely uh, would relate our music to. Um, yeah, we have a quite conventional setup instrument-wise. And uh, I think our sound is uh, bass in the 70s. But uh, we, we took it to a level where it's more of a contemporary kind of uh, rock music. Mm. And uh, I think we draw inspiration from a wide range, starting with uh, progressive rock, um, post-hardcore, 
Um, Stormy. Miles Davis. <laughs> Miles, <laughs> Miles Davis. Davis. Just throw sure, Miles Davis in. And what else could be? Yeah, I think Stone. I don't think this oh. is like an open discussion in the band all the time. Stone mm-hmm. Rock, so, yeah. Mm. From time to time, I want to say like, we should do more like this stuff, like more poppy stuff or more more rock, more progressive, more of this and that. And so we 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 do what, what we like. Mm. And so since everybody's coming from another direction, I mean, our singer is more like coming from the hardcore mm. side. Mm. You are coming from... I don't know, progressive, radio progressive rock, yeah, scene, but mm. also some like jazzy vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming more from I think stoner rock and stuff like that, and the guitarist as well, and we just take this stuff together, and so everything's in this music, and mm. yeah, that's it's actually a, how I would describe. It's a good cocktail of yeah. rock, really, a yeah. rock tale. So what? What I think what's important for us is that it's not boring at any time. No. So no. we try to like. Uh, change things up and do different styles and yeah yeah and we'll talk about in a minute like your live stuff because you Mm -hmm. sent me a few clips of it and i i mentioned before we started recording how happy you all seem just playing music (laughs) together which is lovely and we'll talk about that in a minute but Mm -hmm. how did you actually form in the first place oh that's actually a long time ago i think it's five to six years now um even more 2010, I think it was. What? Ten years ago, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have some problems with counting. <laughs> That's why you're the drummer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's really reassuring that. So five, six, seven, eight. Oh, yeah. And stuff. So I think uh, me and the guitarist, uh, we were the first to form like or to play together, like jam together, and we were thinking about I think doing some some weird guitarist drummer. Um, yeah, crazy stuff like with uh, uneven count measures and stuff like this. So really, like yeah, progressive stuff. And after that, um, I think the singer came to us, Sandro, and then we were looking for a bassist actually. And uh, then we we invited Sören, and he played a bit for us. And we thought, yeah, maybe that's not what we should <laughs> no actually we really quite liked it and actually, that's that was actually funny but because um we three were like i think we were looking for a bassist who's like playing strong rhythms and like classical bass and since he's more coming from the jazz side he brought in a lot of harmonic mm. knowledge and stuff what was really new to us so that gave it a whole new color and that's actually what we liked and what we keep up at the moment. Hmm. Yeah. So all of us are actually founding members yeah. and yeah. also we could not imagine having a, a lineup of this band that is not made up of us, hmm. you know, hmm. right? So uh, just the other day we were talking about a gig that uh, we might have to turn down because uh, one of us might be uh, like busy that mm. day, mm. and uh, we were immediately sure that we don't want to replace that person because uh, I think we did that once so in uh, like when I lived abroad for half a year, but um, we really uh, what is really important for us is that uh, uh, we are four individuals and. The sum of what everybody brings in um, makes up 
what we are and uh, and what we do and uh, yeah. actually friends as well then outside of the band or are you very dedicated in the band because I've talked to people who are kind of friends and bandmates mm-hmm. or they work really well as that unit but then outside of that they're like no yeah, we need our own do. space like in our own time how does it work with you what's the group dynamic I think that's actually funny because we we just talked about it uh, in, in the last practice so we we asked ourselves, um, what are we doing this for? Or why are we doing this music together? Mm. So, and I think three or four came up with the answer. Yeah, just because we want to hang out together and do this music. So I'm, when I'm, I have the best time with these guys going just on the gig, not because of playing the gig, but also because all of the time around it. Mm. So mm. like going there, drinking beer, like hanging out and mm. meeting people. So I think we are quite friends. I think outside, but actually now, I mean, we are, we're getting older, everybody's having this life. I have a child, so um, time's getting like rare. Mm. So we don't get to hang out really often outside the mm. practice at the moment, but it's a little bit sad, but uh, that's, that's how it is at the moment, I think. Yeah, but I think, but we really enjoy the time we have together at the rehearsals and the shows. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What are your musical beginnings, both of you? Mm. Take this, whoever wants to go first yeah, can go first. I think first. I was a late starter. Um, as far as playing an instrument goes, I think I was like 13 or 14 when uh, I started getting interested in playing the acoustic guitar that uh, my dad owned. And that didn't take long until um, I bought my first bass guitar. Uh, just because, well, quite a classical situation actually. Um, friends of mine back then at school uh, had a band and the basses was not very reliable and they need someone else and here I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Playing the bass. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I really started to uh, like it a lot and, and, uh, and like the role of the instrument uh, in a band context and yeah, looked into different kinds of genres and what the bass actually does or not does and 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 yeah i think so that's when i when i started out playing an instrument and then went through different genres but i always had that interest for rock music which is um also um partly um yeah um due to my 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 dad and the music he was listening to mm. like that um um progressive rock um, from the 70s or anything like Genesis and Pink Floyd and King mm. Crimson, that's yeah. happening. Mm. So uh, it's funny because in my family there's nobody playing any instrument. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I started actually, what's, what I'm, I'm not really proud of that, but I started with, uh, how's it called in English, the accordion? The, yeah, the, the, um, yeah, accordion. Accordion, yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. actually I played like eight years. 
and I played in like a big orchestra of accordions, okay. oh, like wow. 50 accordions cool. on keyboard. Cool. <laughs> and we played like all the good stuff, like What a Feeling from DJ Boo and uh, Titanic soundtrack oh, wow. and stuff. I mean, it was really strange. <laughs> but actually, that maybe was a good foundation for me as a musician. And with 14, then I started like drumming. And actually, um, I, I, I had it really, well, I did it well. <laughs> so that's what people said, and it really pushed me. So somehow, and then I really, I started like playing every day, like two hours or something. Mm. Always watched Child in Time from uh, Deep Purple. Mm -hmm. like, and mm -hmm. I was really inspired, like going and playing the stuff. Mm. And yeah, and then I, I, I just started playing drums and I started my, my first bands with like 15 or 16, like small uh, pupil bands or something mm. like in school. Mm. And then I had one band I was a little bit earlier with a um, New Zealand guy, which was my first like real rock band, I, I guess. And yeah, then after I stopped with Orange Time. Your live sound is pretty intense. <laughs> when you first sent me a video, because I was like, oh, what do you sound like? What do you, you know, what like, just give me something to work with. And you sent me this video, and I, would, I think I even just replied saying that, yeah, I needed to go and lie down for a minute. Like, that was pretty, pretty in my face. Like, okay. but not as I thought it would be. Like, when, when I first sort of heard it, I wasn't really watching the video all that much, and I was kind of just listening to it a bit. And I kind of expected to come back to the screen and see these four sort of long black haired dudes who are like stick thin, sort of like just being a riot around the stage. And then I looked at you all and I was like, they're all very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they'd be these like brooding kind of yeah. head banging sort of loners. And it, you really seem to have a lot of fun like on stage. And I don't know if that is that because of your dynamic. Is it because you all like the music you're playing? Like, what gives that element of fun? Because you're all incredibly smiley when you're together. And you insulted it earlier, Soren, saying that like, oh, we're too smiley and baby faced. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I don't agree. Like, I think it's actually very nice to see. But what gives it that fun? Yeah, that's actually funny because there are always some people in the crowd that are saying I, it's it's just fun to look at you while playing. And I think it's it's like both. It's the music and just, as I said, being around with these people and playing together. I just like communicating on the stage, like looking at the guitarist and doing like little funny stuff and like smiling at each other. And that's, yeah, that's just what I like. And I don't mm. have to do this attitude about being like bad or mm. the bad oh. rock musician. So mm. I, I think nobody would, would uh, yeah believe it's true in our case so anyway so there's a lot of irony in what we do yeah like, uh, you will probably also um, like find those moments or, or find out what i'm saying what i mean by irony when listening to our music but it's even more obvious uh, when you see us on stage with mm. our like stage outfit and with uh, yeah the, the way we interact and like you say the way we smile and enjoy what we're doing yeah uh, yeah, there's a lot of irony in, 
in it and um, I'm wondering why we put irony in it because I think we are self-aware of um, okay we're trying to do our bit here but there's so many bands out there there's so many types of music so what can we really claim to contribute we do believe we do contribute something uh, mm. something unique um, but at the same time you have to be um, a little um, yeah I don't know a bit like funny about or a bit um, like yeah reflecting on it like okay this is this is what we do but um, uh, it's it's a lot of fun like yeah. regardless of, of what it is that we contribute to the, the music world out there we enjoy what we do the way we do it and yeah maybe that also explains uh, why you see us that way mm. Yeah, I think it's good to be self-aware though, right? Because it's genuine. Like you're not bullshitting anyone. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to be anything else than I, I'm, I'm what I can be, like mm. on stage. And so, I mean, people expect you to do. Maybe sometimes people expect you to do a great show and be someone else if you go on stage. But actually, we often don't do that. Really, we just freak out because we want to, or we just normal. <laughs> mm. Can you explain to me your songwriting process? Because you say it's very collaborative, but uh, I guess there's still steps that you kind of go through or someone who takes the lead in certain areas. I think it's a lot about, like, fighting. <laughs> it's okay. You're not, no. the only, you're not the only people who have said that. So. No, actually, actually we, we are all into, like, I don't know how it's called in English, gewaltfreie Kommunikation, like... Uh, Nonviolent. Nonviolent, yeah. yeah. So we try to, like... Yeah, how do you feel this and stuff like this but actually what's i think different for this band as we always said a bit is um that we all really con contributing to the same so i i say to zern at this uh, passage maybe you can play bass like this or play a little bit a little bit more like shorter notes or something and always the singer is like saying you have to play harder drums or you have to play drums like this and mm. i try to like come close to what he wants and so everybody's getting something in but we also like looking at each other what mm. they are doing challenging each other and, yeah. yeah and so it's really collaborative except i think the lyrics i was just gonna say who writes the lyrics because i tend to find they're not as collaborative lyrics yeah, yeah that's true i think yeah i mean it's a singer who writes them but uh we do talk about uh what we would like to address in like lyrics for upcoming songs mm. like together and um, and then it's it's up to him uh whether or not to pick up on that idea mm. and uh, but yeah so th there's a little bit of collaboration in it but uh in the end it's him coming up with the lyrics and bringing them to the rehearsal space yeah, yeah. what sort of themes do you try to tackle in your lyrics then you said there that you try to sort of advise on a topic or yeah. a theme. Like, what are you sort of interested in capturing? Yeah, our second album, that's called Katastrophe, is actually conceptual in in a way. Um, it was about a. It's set in a circus, and there's also like characters that 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 you find in the circus, like a clown and, and the director and, and mm. so on. And, uh, but in the end, it's just like a, a mirror for what's going on in society. Mm. So um, it talks about uh, like a little 
tragedies and quite often um, that that happen that occur like situations or, or, or yeah made up stories but um, made up in a way that uh, they also represent what's going on around us mm. and uh, well we've been working on what will be our third album now mm. for a couple of months and uh, we're thinking about uh, like yeah, yeah, exploring that, um, uh, yeah, that topic even, even, even deeper, even more. What is the music scene like in Dresden? As I said to you, I've only passed here on the train to go to Prague, and it looks very pretty down towards the old town and stuff. So I'm going to go and walk down there later and have a look. Um, but, but yeah, obviously I've got no cultural experience from Dresden. So how would you rate it? Well, it is quite diverse and quite active actually. There's there's a lot of um, lot of things going on. Like also, yeah, in different levels. There's classical music. There's quite a big number of uh, like big orchestras, hmm. and people come here for operas and that kind of stuff. Because um, how big is Dresden actually? Half a million in half times, a little more. And you also have a lot of jazz. You have a, um, a university for, for music. Mm. So you have a lot of jazz people around. But surprisingly, also a lot of, a lot of rock bands or like from the rock genre. Exactly. In particular, I want to say um, Stoner Rock, Stoner Doom, that kind of stuff. Sludge. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's, it's been a stronghold. Um, when it comes to that kind of music. Wow, I didn't know that actually. Oh. You're actually playing with a previous guest on this podcast, right? Heavy Heavy, who I like a lot. What a surprise, yeah. Yeah, what a, what a surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's how actually we ended up getting in touch, was through yeah. Heavy Heavy originally. Yeah, right. And you're actually doing a gig with them at some point, right? You mentioned yeah. earlier. But I, I don't know, uh, the 8th of uh, February. So, so maybe it was a great be... gig. It was a wonderful gig. It was, gig. was wonderful. Yeah. It was so good. Good show, yeah, good show. Brilliant. I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we we, I, we hope to have more gigs with them at some point. I, I mean, I really like their music, so, and it fits together somehow I would say it's so. together somehow <laughs> that's a good way to put it yeah w one of the band members is actually um, involved in some um, yeah cultural space in Berlin hmm. and uh, trying to get something organized like there will be there will be a show of at least Orange Wutan maybe even together with uh, Heavy Heavy in Berlin later on this year that would be excellent so you mentioned earlier you're doing your third album. What can you tell us about that? Like, how far along is it? When is the sort of coming out? What is the feel of it? So I think it will be awesome, like everything <laughs> we are doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually, we, we wrote a lot of the music yet. So lyrics are missing to the point, but... I think we wanted to go to the studio around the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And so I think at the early next year, maybe, we can have a, have our third album. Um, yeah, from the music, it will be 
better than the second one. <laughs> how do you Whatever mean? that means. Yes, like, how do you mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, were you not happy with it? Or? No, I, I'm totally happy with it. But but still, you as I think, or at least me as a musician, I always develop a little bit further, and, and especially in the ideas that I want to put into a song. Mm. So and you learn with with writing the song, getting it on on the recording. You learn a lot about what you want to do differently, maybe for the next time, like small bits that are not like really perfect at the moment. Mm. But but you still like, or it's still like a piece that is ready, and that is good. But nevertheless, you you will uh, improve for the next time. So, mm. and I tried actually. That's my agenda or something like this. As a drummer, I want to not over put things into into our music. So I want to be concentrating on the important stuff and doing it really well and not like play all the things so mm -hmm. <laughs> that's something i i i plan for for the next uh, album yeah i was really proud when uh, we um we we published our we launched our second album uh it was a huge step forward like i still like what we did on the first album but uh it was such a huge difference when you when you listen to the second album. Um, Sound-wise, we were a lot more elaborate and also cohesive in a way. Um, the songwriting got more adventurous, more more interesting. Uh, there's a lot of tricky rhythms in it and and, and odd little little things to our music mm -hmm. that make it stand out. I yeah. think. And uh, yeah, the the whole delivery was better i think than than the first album and and yeah we developed our individual sounds like um after the first album i bought a, a rickenbacker bass and, mm. and started playing it with a, with a pick mm. which uh, significantly changed, changed the sound, the sound the right yeah, i think our our guitarist also got new uh, uh guitar and, and new amplifiers and stuff so um and not just for the sake of getting new gear, no, 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 no. <laughs> but because we really um, had that idea of a sound that we wanted to uh, have, and uh, we were really happy with what we came up with. And so that was the second album, and yeah, I'm really liking it. I'm really proud that I have uh, been a part of this actually. So for for years to come, <laughs> mm. so that that's something I always look look back to, okay. and. Now the third album, um, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Like we we already have like seven or eight uh, songs almost ready. Like pre-production wise, it's, it's that, that's basically it for for most of the songs. Might elaborate some details, but it's it's coming along nicely. And um, some songs are really like wild and even crazier than what we had on the second album. Some. Um, some will offer like entirely new kind of moods or atmospheres. Like one might be more post-rocky or even or, lighter songs. Like yeah, that. one it sounds even very like mellow and lyrical in a way. So there's definitely some new um, additions to uh, to the scope of our sound. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go into quick fire questions in a minute. All right. They're the most fun when you, you know, you know how it works. I'm just going to throw some questions at you, and yeah. I want your top of mind answers. But first, it is time for your shameless self plug. Where can people find out more about 
Uans, Utan, or Urangi Utan. Urangi. <laughs> however you want to pronounce it. So we have a lot of information out on our website, which is uh, orangeutan.de, orangeutan.de. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a Facebook page that has, yeah, like visual footage and, and, and links to videos and, and, and recent or not recent <laughs> uh, posts. Uh, just, yeah, search for Orange Uten again. And that's the places to find you. And there's nowhere else. So yeah, also Spotify and iTunes and Amazon and all the and everywhere stuff. you get your music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. All right, are we ready for quick fire questions? Sure. Gun sound effect. I'll put a jingle in. It's fine. Yeah, sure. We know. Song you wish you'd written. Twenty first century schizoid man by King Crimson. Wow. Okay. That's a good one. And you've gone really back to like some, most people pick something relatively popular. I like that you've gone for something slightly more obscure and proggy. That's good. Yeah. I thought about this question. <laughs> so it's really hard, I think, for me. So I, I, I pick um, James Blake with Barefoot in the Park. Okay. So a song from last year, I guess. Wow. It's really awesome. Wow. Totally other genre, but. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not even close to like your genre. But... No, actually, I don't. At the recent time, I don't really listen to much rock music, and so I listen to a lot of other stuff. Interesting. Soren looks like he wants to change his answer now, though. He looked like he jumped in there thinking, well, maybe no, no, he wants to change his drummer, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking any song of the Beatles. Royalty-wise? Yeah, royalty-wise. Yeah. Like someone else said happy birthday. I'm like, yeah, I mean, but fine. you don't get royalties for that. So that's a really poor choice, but okay. Um, artist you would like to tour with? I think I would like to go on tour with Hirsch Effect. I don't know whether it's, you know them. It's a German band doing strange stuff. Okay. Really, really strange. <laughs> you can you may, might listen to it. Uh, Maybe it's a little bit as strange as what we are doing, so I, I, I think it would be a cool fit, and I think I like the guys. They're like uh, grounded as we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very realistic answer. Like that is something within reach, or something that would actually be be good for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and same would be probably uh, Dusa, another German band that mm. that does really interesting stuff. Yeah, but. Other than that, I want to say Black Sabbath. No, I mean, come on, that would be great. Don't worry, my answer to this question is Queen. Like, I mean, who wouldn't want to tour with Queen Queen. when it was the original sort of, you know, Freddie-led lineup? Like, come on. So maybe I would go also with Jack White or any of his bands. That's a good point. Great fan of I wouldn't turn that off for down, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite song you've released? Either something or favorite song you've done, even maybe not even released, maybe something you've written at home that's really good that you like, or something as the band that you've released. What is one that sticks out to you? Uh, for me, it's one uh, song from our first album that we are, all, I think, proud of. It's called Bachla. It's uh, sort of a longer track, like 12 minutes or something. And yeah, it sticks out a bit from from the rest of the album, but it's really it has such a such a nice uh, riff in the beginning, and it's like it has a story behind it, and that's I think yeah, that's the song I'm most proud of for us. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah, I want to say 
I think Herr Director is the name of the yeah. That's the name of the song. We we'll, we'll change like working titles of songs <laughs> and then don't remember the the real name. Um yeah, especially the interlude is interesting uh, harmonically and also it has a very has a very intense like uh musical orgasm in a way. Uh, and yeah, that that always gives me like sets me shivers down my spine. <laughs> There's another one what just came to my mind that's uh, called Gefata. There's a, like an interesting measure in it. I think it's like 28, uh, 20 to 8 or wow. 21 to 8, so it's really okay. strange. Yeah. And actually, I, I didn't really thought about it before. I just came up with this idea for the beat. Yeah. And I was never thinking about that it could be like strange. Yeah. But in the end, mm. we were not really able to count, mm. count it. Mm. So, and that's something I, I, really, I really like. And last one, who would you like to see live? So we talked about who you toured with, but who would you like to see live next? If they announced a next. tour tomorrow, who would that be? You would be the first in line to get a ticket for. Um, I'm looking forward to um, the Mars Voda returning to um, the stage, hopefully. <laughs> There's rumors that the guys went back and rehearsing together. Hmm. Um, although today I sadly learned that uh, the longtime bass player had a bike accident and is in coma at the moment. Oh. But I'm not even sure if he was uh, meant to be uh, um, part of the lineup because they, had, they want to change the artists. Anyway, hopefully by the time you release this <laughs> yeah. episode, he'll be fine again. Um, but that's something I'm looking forward to. And well, I'm a Radiohead fan, so <laughs> we talked about Radiohead off air earlier, and I'm not a big radio fan, and I might not. I'm not going to say I dislike them, but I just don't like them. I'm kind of indifferent, I guess. Yeah. So this was a sticking point earlier, but I can sympathise with why people like who do like them would, you know, enjoy seeing them at least. I will see Tom York's um, tomorrow's Modern Boxes out this mm -hmm. summer. Mm -hmm. Already got the ticket, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's coming up. Nice. So I would pick, I guess, Caius. No, I didn't, man. That's like the origin of Stoner Rock. Really? I'm Caius not... from, yeah. Really? Didn't know that. Anyway. On the other thing I would like to see again is, or what means again, yeah, I haven't seen them quite a few years ago, um, is John Butler Trio. Mm. Yeah, yeah, them. yeah one of the most mm. underrated guitarists, I yeah. guess, and that, that's, yeah. That's a great idea. I haven't thought about John Butler Trio even for years, even, maybe, yeah. well, months, maybe, at least, because someone else, I think, mentioned them, but that's a really good answer. Yeah. You, oh. should, you should put a time machine in, in that question, and like, what if you had a time machine? I would probably go back to uh, Muse, back in the years when they released Origin of Symmetry. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, even further back, like, Let's Zeppelin when they first yeah, started out. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Many options. Yeah. yeah, time machine. I don't. That's why I haven't added a time machine in it because <laughs> there would be a list of hundreds. But, uh, like but going um, going back to Bach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would to... kind of be cool as well at the same time, right? <laughs> Just to see that. But yeah, yeah. no, um, no, good answers. Thank you very much for having me. 
You bought Thank cake you. as well. We stopped halfway through to eat the cake. You haven't heard us eating it on there. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a little bit slower after the cake. Though. Yeah, a little, bit, a little <laughs> bit, but it's good. But yes, thank you very much for having me here, welcoming me here. I hope the other two members of the band think you did a good job. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> they have no choice. <laughs> yeah, they have no choice. But, uh, but yes, thank you very much. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you for, for coming here, especially from for coming from Berlin to our beautiful Dresden city. I've <laughs> taken your word for it. I haven't looked around. <laughs> That's all for this week's episode of BPM Pod. Thank you very much for joining and listening to this episode. It's been really great to have you here. Hope you learned a lot about some new music that you might want to check out. And I'll be putting some links on the episode page and below the episode, wherever it is you get your episodes uh, to the band so you can listen to some more of their music. Thanks again for staying tuned to this. Remember, stay safe out there. Support one another. Stay lucky, and I'll see you next time on BPM Pod.